좋아요. 
and you, this is a benign foodborne illness. And once you can get patients to understand that never again are they to have one single morsel of food passed through their lips that is going to further destroy an already train-wrecked endothelium, then the endothelium begins to recover, makes enough nitric oxide so we can halt disease, and often we see significant examples of disease reversal. Now, what are the foods that every time you eat them, they injure your endothelial cells? Boy, that endothelial layer is important, isn't it? Okay, so let's listen carefully to find out what foods we want to avoid to reduce our risk of heart disease. Any, uh, any, drop, any drop of oil, olive oil, corn oil, soybean oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil, coconut oil, palm oil, oil in a cracker, Oil on a piece of bread, oil on a salad dressing. Oil injures endothelial cells, as does anything with a mother or a face. Meat, fish, chicken, fowl, turkey, and eggs. And anything that is dairy, milk, cream, butter, cheese, ice cream, and yogurt. And sugary drinks, diet of colas, Pepsi, and Coke. And I don't like sugary foods. Cakes, pies, cookies, stevia, agave, and the excesses of maple syrup, molasses, and honey. Now, I'm talking now for patients who have heart disease. I'm not talking for patients who don't have heart disease, however. Yes, what you're thinking is correct. Those patients who do not have heart disease now are the ones that will develop heart disease. So obviously, it's uh, if you can incline as much as you can without compromising your lifestyle, Try to stay away completely from foods that are going to injure you. And I, for the heart patients, I also ask them to eliminate nuts and avocado, peanut butter and cashew sauce. But persons who do not have to heart disease, uh, I'm uh, able to look the other way on those. <laughs> well, he doesn't miss a chance to remind us that if we eat the standard American diet, we are going to have heart disease. And you know, we learned from Dr. Greger's book that most women don't think they're gonna die from heart disease. Dr. Greger writes about a study that asked women if they, what they thought they would die from. And only 13% of them said that it would be heart disease. The rest thought cancer. And Dr. Greger says that more recent research puts that 13% even lower, that women just don't know that just like men, the first most prominent cause of death is heart disease. We have the list now of things that can hurt our endothelial layer and raise our risk of heart disease. But why does he include sweet things on that list? Let's find out what he says about that. That sugar will injure the endothelial cells. Because, you know, some people just go wild with, you know, absolutely desserts every meal every day. Uh, there's a lot of sugar, a lot of sweetness there, and it's just, it's just, not, it's just not a good, uh, good habit. 
The next question came from a woman who knew she wasn't going to be able to get her husband to really follow the diet that the research shows makes a difference in heart disease. So here's what Dr. Esselstyn said to her. It sounds like, well, Dr. Esselstyn, I might get my husband to follow this 60 or 70 or 80%. That doesn't work. What you're telling me is that 20, if it's 80%, that means that 20% of the time you are still trying to further destroy an already train wrecked endothelial system, which absolutely doesn't work and makes no sense. Many of us wondered if he had any patients who did not do it 100%. Well, he went on to tell us about one of his star pupils and what happened with him. We have had, obviously, locally here in Cleveland, we've had a number of patients that have remarkably turned around their disease. And uh, I'm thinking specifically of an example of a a young gentleman who at age 32 was overweight, became diabetic, and then he went to the Cleveland Clinic at age 40 for his first of, over the next six years, 14 stents. Then they said the stents weren't working. He had a special type of disease. He had to have a bypass, which he had, and that was good for a year. So now he was 49 years old and he had this progressive disease going on for nine years and then he fell into our hands. And he lost 40 pounds and he got rid of his diabetes and he got rid of all of his angina. And he was absolutely doing wonderfully and I had him with several others who live locally share their story with my one, I do a monthly intensive counseling seminar for patients with cardiovascular disease at the Cleveland Clinic Wellness Institute where I work. And it's always so powerful at the end of the six hours when you can show these patients who have been learning all the science all day long, they've been learning the practicalities of, con- of converting to whole food plant-based nutrition in their, in their eating habits. And then suddenly they see these two or three patients who have gone through five years earlier, what they are now experiencing, and they have this tremendous reassurance to see somebody there who has actually done what they're just embarking on. Now, the problem occurred when this gentleman that I'm speaking about fell in love at age 50. And he was so embarrassed to make his fiance see that he was not ever wanting to ever eat out and not ever, you know, being a little bit very, very fussy about what he was eating. And so he sort of felt, well, I feel great now. All my pains are gone. My diabetes is gone and I've, and I just feel great. So he began eating not stuff. at right at restaurants and not, not bad stuff, but he was getting oil. And then he came to me and he said, you know, I'm getting those pains back again. Well, lo and behold, uh, he ended up with seven more stents. Boy, that's an example of what we don't want to do. Seven stents just by changing the diet back to the way we ate before we learned how to help prevent heart disease by adding oil and animal products. 
there is something we can do to help our endothelial layer. You see, as we age, Dr. Esselstyn said that the level of nitric oxide that that layer can make decreases. In fact, he said that at about 50, we just are making half as much as we normally did when we were younger. So he suggested about eight years ago to his patients that he wanted them to eat greens six times a day. And he wanted those greens to be steamed, cooked in some way, lightly, and then anointed, as he says, with some balsamic vinegar. And finally, the most important part, he wanted them to chew the greens because there are these bacteria on your tongue. And when I listen to him talk about it, it sounds just like magic because those bacteria help us create more nitric oxide to help our endothelial layer out, even as we age. So, what are those magic greens that we need? Let's hear what he has to say. Here's when people say, Dr. Esselstyn, what, what greens should we eat? I say, Bok choy, Swiss chard, kale, collards, collard green, beet greens, mustard green, turnip greens, napa cabbage, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower, cilantro, parsley, spinach, and arugula, and asparagus. And the top five are kale, Swiss chard, spinach, arugula, beet greens, and beets. Okay, so now we know the greens that we want to add to our diets. So we'll help prevent heart disease. And don't forget, says Dr. Esselstyn. No oil! <laughs> Thanks for listening. To subscribe or follow our podcast, download the podcast app on iTunes if you're on an iPhone, or the Google Podcast app on Google Play if you use an Android phone. Then search for Chat and Chew More Plants podcast to follow. Now, if you need some help on how to subscribe and download the app, check out the podcast guide, user guide, in the show notes below. Also find in the show notes the link to the complete interview that Dr. Esselstyn gave us in January of 2020. And also, there's a new one in January 2024 where Dr. Greger talks about his new book, How Not to Age. Both of them are great videos to watch. There are other resources there, too, as well as Chat and Chew resources on the Internet. And in the meantime, don't forget, eat more plants. <laughs>